And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company, are your used car experts. Hey, let's take a look at Michigan. What's happening over in Michigan? The Washington Examiner redistricting commission supported by Democrats could hurt the party in Michigan. Oh, this is interesting. The Independent Michigan Redistricting Commission that was supposed to protect Democrats from Republican gerrymandering, because, again, uh, Democrats only don't like Republican gerrymandering when it hurts them. They love gerrymandering when it helps them. Both sides are this way. Again, gerrymandering, I've already gone over this. Uh, A lot of people who don't know anything about it really hate it, but it is actually a good thing for the, the citizens and voters um, elections have consequences, and, and that's all there is to it. And it usually doesn't create super strongholds. What it usually does is actually makes two competing areas more competitive. That's usually what it does. There are times where it can be abused. Anyway, it's poised to leave them worse off than if the state's partisan politicians were redrawing congressional district boundaries the old-fashioned way. At least four incumbent House Democrats with districts rooted in Detroit and its surrounding suburbs, could see their 2022 re-election bids threatened by the map of reapportioned congressional and state legislative seats due November 1st from the Michigan Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission. <laughs> so, Democrats, what was funny is, okay, there was two redistricting stories that were happening at the same time, going back several elections. It was happening in Michigan, it was happening in California, In California, they were doing gerrymandering, and it benefited the Democrats, and they loved it. In Michigan, they were doing gerrymandering, and it benefited Republicans, and it was illegal and the worst thing since Adolf Hitler. So what ended up happening is Michigan and all the Democrats decided that they were going to go ahead and get rid of this partisan gerrymandering and install the Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission, and that was going to protect them from those evil Republicans and their redistricting efforts. And it turns out... That might actually hurt Democrats a lot more than if they just left the system that they were afraid of in place to begin with. Ironically, the Washington Examiner says Democrats might have more easily avoided the potential for such a disastrous outcome had the decennial redistricting process been left in the hands of Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the Republican-controlled Michigan legislature. I'm not going to feel bad for them. I'm really not. Democratic operatives monitoring the remap claim the 2020 census figures and population shifts should not jeopardize the party's hold on House seats in the state if the commission draws the new boundaries fairly and is not unduly influenced by Republican insiders. Democrats also say that they have no regerts about Michigan's move to a redistricting process run by an independent commission but they do concede that they are worried about the new map that it might produce. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Um, Let's see. The GOP, though, they're not super optimistic about this. So with the census that came out, uh, Michigan's population grew 2%. South Bend's population did grow again. We'll find out if it shrinks again next year. It'll be interesting. Um, And Granger's population did decline. And I think that's because John lives there. And nobody, well, I hear that you're always fighting with your neighbors. So it's, it, I think that John has just run a bunch of people out of Granger. That or the economy has been really hard and people can no longer afford to live in the land of, of fairies and pixie dust. 
So anyway, <clears throat> uh, Michigan population grew 2% since 2010, which is not all that much. And it caused the state to lose a congressional seat in the uh, de decennial redistricting. Republicans monitoring the process are now uh, concerned that the Michigan Independent Citizens Redistr Redistricting Commission could agree to new congressional lines that unfairly protect five, perhaps even six, House Democrats who might otherwise be in line. So essentially what you have is you have the Democrats looking at this and going, hey, um, the map that they're drawing up might actually hurt us. And then you have Republicans who are looking at this and going, well, the independent commission, because the Democrats lost a seat, this independent commission might move to protect the other Democrats that are in place and not actually give us the advantage that we would normally have. So essentially what you have is you have everybody kind of worried about this, but it does look like had the Democrats left the old system in place, they would be better off initially anyway, depending on how this thing, you know, twists and turns, that they might have been better off letting the Republican legislature and Governor Whitmer hash it out uh, for redistricting, because right now, it's all out of their hands. This is all on the independent commission. They're the ones that make the choice. And of course, what's funny is that you know, the Democrats wanted this, and now what's happening is the Democrats are worried that Republicans will somehow unduly influence the independent process that the Democrats wanted to begin with. And, and shaft the Democrats in some way, which is hysterical. This system is only happening because Democrats wanted it to happen, and now the Democrats are laying the seeds of doubt that it might be a corrupt process. Uh, let's see. I have a very serious concern, says Tony Daunt, the executive director of Fair Maps, a conservative group in Michigan focused on protecting GOP interests. A simple fact is that geographic distribution of people damages Democrats, and they've been trying to come up with a way to fix that for years. The Democratic incumbents who could be affected include Representatives Dingell, uh, Levin, Slotkin, Tlaib, and possibly even Brenda Lawrence and Haley Stevens. So I guess the good news is, if you're a citizen of Michigan and you don't like anybody, the good news is that everybody is scared. Uh, if you're a Democrat in Michigan, the bad news is that things are probably not going to be as good for you now and going forward as they could have been had you just left the old system in place. Republicans may not be ultimately thrilled with it either, but isn't that kind of the point of an independent commission is to make sure that no sides are really happy? Isn't that kind of the point? When you have an independent commission, Democrats and Republicans are not supposed to be happy. If one side's happy and the other side's not happy, that you know, usually means the independent commission maybe wasn't independent. But right now, both sides are very nervous, but it does look like the Democrats are going to get the worst end of it because of the census. Hmm. Stop running a state that people want to leave, I guess, and then you won't have that problem. You know, since 2010, so in 11 years, you had a 2% growth in population. That's terrible. <laughs> but that's because a lot of people are leaving certain places in the state of Michigan. Now, other places in the state of Michigan, people do enjoy going to. And, uh, we've got some of those places here in Michigan, obviously. But nonetheless, Michigan's not exactly a hopping place anymore. All right. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything. Helps the show grow. Um, I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, like, man, I don't, I'm not on Facebook anymore, and I don't want to be on Facebook, and you should leave Facebook too. Look, Facebook's still my biggest community. 
if I could get everybody on Facebook to go to Telegram and to go to Rumble, I may not be on Facebook. But because you're all on Facebook and you won't go to the other places, I have to stay on Facebook. So if you could just stop criticizing me for being on Facebook because of how evil Facebook is, even though they're threatening to take my page down, do me a favor. Follow me on rumble.com slash Casey the host or on Telegram at Casey the host, and then we don't have to worry about it. See, problem solved. You can't get mad at me for not leaving the platform of evil if you're not following me on the other ones. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I got to tell you about Warren Chiropractic. So let me tell you about my life. About uh, eight months ago, I would, about once a quarter, I would wake up. I, I have an old neck injury that still bothers me. Um, hasn't advanced to the point of needing surgery just yet, but it's an old neck injury that bothers me. And about once a quarter, it would hurt, and I would have pounding headaches and severe neck and shoulder pain as a result. The pain would basically go from, you know, the base of my skull all the way down to my shoulder. And I would have that for, it started off for the first couple of years. I'd have it for a couple of days, and I'd have it for a week, and it got to the point where I would have it for two to three weeks. And it got to be so bad that I started going into the doctor and getting routine injections in order to alleviate the pain. And the injections work, but let's be honest, you're going to the doctor and you're getting stuck with a needle and they're putting, putting drugs in you, steroid. Um, and, you know, that's not ideal. Nobody really wants to deal with that. And as this was progressing, over the years, I've had coworkers say, dude, just go to Warren Chiropractic, please. Because most of the people in this building who see a chiropractor, they all go to Warren um, and then I had a lot of you say the same thing. Well, I did. I went to Warren Chiropractic. I started getting treatment for it. Uh, we found out that my spine was all sorts of weird and twisted and everything else. And and the next stuff was of serious concern to, to Dr. Warren. And so we started working on that. Since I started going there, I have not needed a single injection in my neck. And this was something that would happen about once a quarter. And it's been at least two quarters, if not three, that I've been going to Warren Chiropractic. And I have not needed that shot anymore. If you live with pain, you owe it to yourself to go to Warren Chiropractic, get assessed. They've got new patient specials. If you go to warrenchiro.com, you click on the new patient tab. They've got patient specials. And you let them know that I sent you, and that helps you out too. And get assessed. Get some, Have him work on you. And I'm telling you right now, you can avoid surgery, you can avoid taking medications and all of that other stuff, but the most important thing is you can avoid the pain and you can get back to living your life. Warren Chiropractic, warrenchiro.com, let them know that I sent you. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a monumental idiot. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, let's flash back to May, shall we? Back in May, Arnold Schwarzenegger 
and a bunch of other celebrities, but mainly Arnold Schwarzenegger is the big spokesperson, went to the AMC Century City 15 Theater in Los Angeles. And they had an event. Do you remember me talking about this and taking some time to kind of dissect why Hollywood was having to do this? And if they really wanted people to do what they were asking them to do, all they had to do was a couple of very simple basic things. So what Arnold Schwarzenegger did is he begged Americans to go back to the cinemas. That's in May. Okay? Not that long ago. Just in May. He stood there in front of a podium and he begged Americans to please start going to the movies again. Start watching Hollywood films again. Because movies haven't been doing that great. Movie theaters haven't been doing that great. I'm amazed at some of the theaters here in town that are still open. You deserve a round of applause because I'm looking forward to going back. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is sitting there begging Americans to come back to Hollywood. Please go watch movies. Go to the movie theaters in May. Oh, okay. So May, uh, what, June, July. Oh, yeah, just a couple months later, here's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Screw your freedom. Wear a mask. Well, these, I mean, these things don't necessarily compute. All right, back in May, um, leave your house, come back to Hollywood, go watch a movie. Uh, a couple months later, screw your freedom. Hmm. Okay. okay. Um, that's interesting. Screw your freedom and, and wear a mask. All right, which, one, um, it never resonates with Americans when immigrants, even immigrants as beloved as Arnold Schwarzenegger, say, screw your freedom. Never really resonates with us. It's kind of one of those things that we just, again, it, it, it comes down to you telling an American what to do if you're the government. Our natural, visceral reaction is, even if you're 100% right, is, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And the reason for that is we're inherently distrustful of government. Oh, by the way, justifiably so. Government has not been all that great historically. <laughs> so when government comes in and says, look, we're going to require that you do this thing, Americans just naturally go, mm, no. I was going to do it until you told me that I had to do it. And now that you've told me that I had to do it, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. But it'll save your life if you do it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm still not, still not going to do it because you're telling me what to do. And you work for me. I don't work for you. I'm not your subject. You're a politician in America, and you're my employee, not the other way around. So a few months ago, Arnold Schwarzenegger, please come back to the cinema. Please watch movies again. Leave your house and come give us money. Now, at the time, we were pointing out that people weren't watching Hollywood movies because Hollywood movies suck. They just do. It's not it's not that people don't want to enjoy movies. It's that Amazon Prime and Netflix and Once in a Blue Moon Hulu will put out a better movie than Hollywood is putting out. And so people watch them on streaming services because they're the ones producing quality content. The stuff that is out there, you know, there's big controversy and everything else over the, uh, over the new um, uh, comic book movie and everything else. But, you know, it it's... Largely, one of the reasons that I'm watching people avoid movies, forget about the movie theater aspect and the pandemic, one of the reasons that people are avoiding movies is oftentimes not even because of the movie, but it's because of the actors in the movie. I don't think that that 
Robert De Niro, one of the most legendary actors in all of Hollywood, could make a successful movie again? I really don't think so. I don't think that Jim Carrey could make a successful movie again. And these are supposed A-list celebrities, right, that everybody wants to go see. The fact of the matter is the moment you as a celebrity go out there and you demonize at least, if not most, at least half, if not most of your audience, people don't want to give you money anymore. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, a few months ago, please leave your house and come watch movies. And then now is telling you, screw your freedom. Oh, and then he got busted not wearing a mask outdoors over the weekend in violation of his own edict to screw your freedom and wear a mask everywhere you go. Did you see that? Did you see that? Earlier this week, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, screw your freedoms to anybody who didn't want to wear a mask or inject their bodies with an experimental vaccine. He also called these freedom lovers a bunch of schmucks. And then he went maskless in Beverly Hills, California on Friday. Hmm. Nice. This is why people don't watch your movies, Arnold. That and they're terrible. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I got to tell you about industrial office cleaning. Uh, these are great people. I actually had uh, lunch with them last week, by the way. So it was nice to finally get to meet them in person. But you know, here's the thing. A lot of people are coming back to work and they're opening up their offices and they want to make sure that the team that they bring in to clean those offices knows what they're doing. And if you go to cleanindustrialoffice.com, you can even get some training documents on, on COVID and everything else and, and helping keep the environment uh, in your office clean and all of that. But, but here's, here's the big thing. One of the biggest problems with hiring a cleaner to come clean your office is babysitting them, right? Coming in the next day, realizing they didn't empty the trash, or they didn't clean this room, or they didn't do a good enough job this, and then you're constantly having to babysit somebody. Or what if you're a place like maybe a medical office and you have somebody come and you've got to show them a couple of very specific things that they have to do. And then the next time the cleaners come out, it's a totally different person. So now you have to waste time going over those same things you just went over with the other person. Well, if you go with, with industrial office cleaning at cleanindustrialoffice.com, they're going to send the same people out to your place. If you have a medical office, they specialize in that. And they're going to be able to go ahead and, and take care of it every single time in the exact way that you want it taken care of. And you don't have to babysit them. The office environment will be clean. It will be sanitized. It will be totally protected. They can go over your options based on the type of work environment that you have. But again, this is, this is what you get when you get true professionals. So give industrial office cleaning a try. Go to cleanindustrialoffice.com, cleanindustrialoffice.com, and let them know that I sent you. All right, let's take a look at a couple of things here. Um, Sturgis. I actually got two stories involving Sturgis because Antifa is attacking a, a local business again. And we, we talked with the owner of Op One Vet a while ago. And they were being attacked when they first opened. They were being attacked as 
as being racist or something else. And it was a total lie. Local Antifa activists were, were attacking Ed Christner and, and his folks over there. And, and we had him on to talk about who they were as an organization and a company and dispel some of the lies that have been said about him. Uh, well, they went to Sturgis and they did have a tent at Sturgis. So what ended up happening is a local activist decided to accuse them, since they were at Sturgis, of selling Nazi, racist, and swastika apparel. They, of course, do not sell that stuff. They are not aligned with that ideology in any way, shape, or form. So you have a local activist who is deeply involved in certain local politicians' lives, by the way, lying about a local business and where they stand on certain issues and what type of merchandise they're selling. Now, again, keep in mind, this particular activist... Um, who is, I, I assume, perpetually frustrated with their own life. This particular activist lied about the merchandise that Op One Vet was carrying before. Op One Vet's in Goshen, by the way. Um, they're lying about all of this. They've done it before. They're doing it again. And so an article was written by RealNewsMichiana.com dispelling this this myth. And, and of course, the, the owner has completely shot it down on their Facebook page and everything else. It's a complete and total lie. They did not sell Nazi paraphernalia at all or ever. That is not who they are. But they were at Sturgis. And I guess other vendors at Sturgis had apparently had some of that. You know how big Sturgis is? And this might come as a shock. Um, there are motorcycle gangs that are racist. There's, there's white racist motorcycle gangs. There's Latino racist motorcycle gangs. There's black racist motorcycle gangs. They all tend to kind of go to Sturgis. Rival gangs go to Sturgis all the time. It's one of the reasons that Sturgis can be a a bit of a hairy place sometimes, but they've done really good security-wise over the past several years. But the other thing that I wanted to kind of cover of this is, once again, we have mentioned this before, Sturgis last time had been blamed for like 300,000 COVID uh, stuff. That was a lie. Uh, the research that was done on that was done by an economist. It was completely destroyed by the scientific community. It was not true. Sturgis did not lead to a super spreader event uh, when it was held the last time. And this time, you had Fauci out there once again telling everybody that Sturgis was going to be a super spreader event while ignoring the party at Obama's place and some of this other stuff. But Lollapalooza was happening. And so while officials are running around saying that there's no evidence that Lollapalooza was a super spreader event at all, this is, again, a music festival in Chicago, and at the same time, they were attacking Sturgis. Now, why do you think they were attacking Sturgis and not Lollapalooza? Sturgis wasn't happening in a liberal city. Lollapalooza was. A lot of Republicans own motorcycles, and a lot of conservatives ride motorcycles. Not exclusively, but a lot of them do. And so you get to demonize them. But they're happening at the same time. Lollapalooza, not a super spreader event. Sturgis, total super spreader event. Um, and once again, there's no evidence at all that either of them were a super spreader event. We got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. A lot of you have noticed that there is a bit of a rebellion against coffee. Well, I should say certain companies involving coffee in this country. 
And part of that is because, you know, a lot of people will pretend to be who they want you to be in order to go ahead and get your money. And then once they get your money, well, then their poop doesn't stink and then they don't really care about you. And that's that's been happening with a certain unnamed company. Here's the deal. If you go to tacoacoffee.com slash Casey the Roast and you pick up my flavors of coffee, I've got two. You don't have to worry about that. You know exactly where I stand. I'm never going to make enough money to not care about what you think of me. That's John has made that abundantly clear. But you can still have amazing coffee. I even ran into a couple of people last week who were like, wait a minute, you have coffee? Yes, I do. You go to tacoacoffee.com slash Casey the Roast. And you can pick up Casey's Burning Brew or Casey's Dark Side Brew. And again, Burning Brew, great medium roast coffee, perfect for throughout the day. Dark Side Brew is a great one for you dark coffee lovers out there. It's an amazing company. It is made locally. It is made fresh. And it is the best darn coffee you're going to shove down your gullet. All right, folks, we thank you for the show. I know it's a heavy one today because of Afghanistan. We've got a lot to cover this week. Bill O'Reilly's coming up next. Buy a 3D printer. We'll see you tomorrow.